ready to rise above loud, angry headlines, longing for an alternative to the world's fighting and fear-mongering? Christianity Today magazine offers a trustworthy, faithful perspective on stories that matter to you, from the church next door to movements and ministries all around the world. Subscribe to CT for full access to in-depth reporting, insightful commentary, and redemptive storytelling, both online and in print. A subscription to CT also includes seasonal devotionals, special issues, and exclusive content. Visit orderct.com today or click the link in the show notes to get started and join a growing community of thoughtful evangelical Christians who value different news that makes a difference. That's orderct.com to subscribe today. Hello, everyone. This is Russell Moore. I'm seated here in our ERLC offices where we were gathered last night with a gathering of not only our team, but uh, friends and family members and others who were here looking at the election returns as they came in. And I was going to have a, a time of talking to you then, but as we know, the night uh, went on really long, and so we were unable uh, to do that. And I really think it's better uh, to to think about it today in the light of uh, last night and the events of uh, this morning. Donald Trump, of course, was elected last night as the 45th president of the United States. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, conceded in a speech uh, just a few uh, minutes before I'm uh, recording this right now. There are several things that we as Christians should be thinking about today. The first of those is the requirement that we have to pray for and to honor our leaders. Now, many of you know, I have and had serious concerns about uh, both of these major party candidates. And I think one of the things that all of us can probably agree on across the spectrum in American life is that election 2016 was a demoralizing and in some ways even traumatic thing for a lot of people. It was a divisive time, uh, sometimes having uh, husbands and wives and children and parents and churches and others divided from one another. And so we can be glad that, that the election season is over. But now that it's over, we have a responsibility to pray for and to honor our uh, leaders. Eight years ago, I called on Christians to honor President Obama and to pray for President Obama. And one of those ways was to, uh, even in the way that we we use language, to refer to him as President Obama, not uh, simply as Obama uh, in our own households. And the same thing is true now. This will be President Trump, not just Trump, not a cartoon character that we see on television, but to the one who in the sovereignty of God, uh, God has uh, put in charge of the United States presidency. So we have a responsibility to pray for him, uh, to pray for wisdom for him, discernment uh, for our president, uh, for uh, support from his team, from his cabinet, from his family, that he would make wise and just decisions. We have a responsibility to give him a chance. And, uh, you know, we have a tradition in American life where every president starts out with a blank slate, starts out with a, a, the benefit of the doubt. And regardless of what's gone on in the campaign before, and regardless of what's gone on uh, in the years before uh, in that person's life or in that person's policies or in that person's rhetoric, 
we give the new president the opportunity to lead. And I think we ought to do that now. I think that we ought to hope and pray uh, that President Trump will turn out to be a wise and just and inclusive uh, leader who actually brings about uh, the unity of the American people. Now, you may say, well, that sounds really far-fetched, and uh, I know that it does, but stranger things have happened. Well, strange things have happened. Uh, many times in American life, uh, the, the Nixon goes to China uh, phenomenon, only Richard Nixon uh, could go and, and reestablish diplomatic relations with China, uh, given his years as a tough anti-communist uh, fighter. Maybe uh, what God has for a President Trump is to be a, a uniter uh, of, of America. Let's hope for that and let's let's pray for that. The second thing that we ought to remember this year is that we as a church have higher priorities than politics. I think one of the things that we've seen this year is the way that politics has become a, a sense of transcendent identity for people across the spectrum, from the left to the right, in ways in which sometimes our political disagreements are, are more about heresy uh, and excommunication than they are about politics. We, though, as Christians, understand that politics is important. Uh, the decisions that we make as a country are important, but not as important as the gospel of Jesus Christ, not as important as the church of Jesus Christ. We, after all, are only temporarily citizens of this republic. The kingdom of God outlasts Mount Rushmore and outlasts the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial and outlasts the United States of America. So we should be thankful for the blessings that we have as Americans. We should be involved and engaged uh, as much as we can as American citizens, but always as those who are not first Americans. We are first citizens of the New Jerusalem. We are first those who are brothers and sisters in Christ and heirs of the kingdom of Jesus. That means that we're not going to be utopian. We're not going to think that uh, that any election solves our problems, that any election is going to be able to have any permanent solution to anything, regardless of the outcome. And we're also not going to be the people who are panicked and fearful. Because no matter what happens in the culture around us, no matter what happens in the government around us, we are victors in Jesus Christ. And as a matter of fact, the Bible tells us we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. So we ought to be the people, whatever it is that we face in the years to come, whether those things are, are good and hopeful or whether those things are not so good and not so hopeful, we ought to be the people who are confident we ought to be the people who are joyful. We ought to be the people who are modeling to the outside world what it means to be a reconciled community where there's neither male nor female, slave nor free, Jew nor Gentile, black nor white, but all in Christ, where Jesus Christ is all and in all. And in that, uh, we have a message that can say to a world that often is in a kind of Darwinian struggle with one another for who's going to be first? Who's going to be second? To say, we serve a different kind of kingdom. We're strangers in this world. and We serve a kingdom where the first will be last and the last will be first, and where the meek will inherit the earth, 
and where power comes through one who is crucified in weakness and yet lives by the power of God. That ought to give us confidence. That ought to give us engagement. And that ought to give us peace, joy, love, righteousness, gentleness, patience, self-control. So let's go forward with that kind of hope, that kind of faith, and that kind of love. Let's pray for President Trump. Onward. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip.